No my key te tahi, welcome to the tahi. It's still to wiki or today or Māori, Māori Language Week. We've got a few little Māori Language Week moments coming up. I was thinking of trying a better word for it, but I, I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to do the It's Māori Language Week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure the racists are having a hard day. Um yeah, it is Thursday, the fourteenth of September, twenty twenty three, just in case you forgot what year it was. How would you say that date in today? I'm putting you on the spot. Thursday what is the date, sorry? Thursday, the fourteenth of September. Okay. You got this. This is the thing, there's there's two different versions of days of the week, but I think Tai Te is the most common day for Thursday. Ko mm. Te taite, te te kaumafa o hipitema. I think, I think. Okay. Pati pati, pati pati. Glad we have our translator here. I'm so There's glad probably to... a few little words in there that were off, but yeah. You'd no. Get, you'd get the idea of what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> the vibe, yeah, yeah, the vibe yeah. is Considering there. Considering I put you on the spot at the start of the morning, I think you did really well. <laughs> Thank so. you. Coming up on the show today, we have a ton going on. We've got uh, a band with arguably one of the greatest band names of all time, Evie. Yeah, Lucy from Dick Move is here. Dick Move! Dick Move. Love that. I loved making the caption for when we featured them and I was like, new music's not a Dick Move. Yeah. And I just was like, and their Instagram handle being... Um, dick Move Dick Picks. Yeah. Yeah, they're huge. I mean, they're they're everything great. they've named is huge. Um, so that's coming up later on the show. We've got a bit of an election recap, some of the roundups you need to know about party policy, um, and the latest in the happenings of the election campaign trail trial. Trail. It's a trial. I was stressed about it. Um, and what else have we got? Uh, Connor Pritchard's here. Yeah, Connor Pritchard's coming up shortly. Um, yeah, we got a busy show for you this morning, but we wanted to kick things off with more to we get the Real Māori celebrations. Uh, you may have seen on our social media yesterday we had a post. Uh, te Reo Māori, keep the Māori language strong with some great phrases which is why our illustrious white Miridangi is joining us in the studio this morning <laughs> to chat about some of those phrases. Yes. Um, they come from a book, right? Yep, a very popular book at the moment by Hona Black. Um, the name of the book is Te Reo Kape Kape, Māori Wit and Humour, mm-hmm. which um, there's a lot of wit and humour in, in Te Reo Māori and Te Ao Māori, so I'm really, like, there's so many people really into this book. But, yeah, we put up a few phrases, um, and I've... Picked, I picked them out. My favourite one in there, though, is probably Tutti Tutti Wada Wada, which means blah, blah, blah. I just feel like, <laughs> I feel like if you say Tutti Tutti Wada Wada, like it actually sounds like blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? Like, tutti yeah. Tutti Wada Wada. It sounds like, I like shush, it. you know? Yeah, it's got a real nice ring to it. It's like, um, hui hui. Yeah, hui hui, yeah. Yeah, it just sounds like it means, <laughs> you know? It's like... Yeah, or there's, um, Nick Minute. Okay, look, neck minute isn't neck minity, which is what I made that up <laughs> to say that. <laughs> I love a transliteration. Us from up north, we like tend to make up a lot of words like that. So neck minity, no, it's mea rawa ake. Mea rawa ake means Mea rawa ake. Like, yeah. Neck minute. Yeah, neck minute. Yeah. I love that some obscure internet phrase became translated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, one thing people in New Zealand love is just saying neck minute. Oh, yeah. yeah, we love it. It's yeah, we there. do. When I hear someone actually say next minute, I'm like, you've got it wrong. That's not... Next minute? That's... Yeah. In, that's Countdown. The, and they're just walking <laughs> freely around us in society. <laughs> you know, lock those people up. I really enjoyed... Um, how is it a sharp T if there's an O after it? Or is it a dull T? Um, so it's ta, te, ti, to, tu. So, so it would be tohihu. Yep, 
Yep, yep, yep. You nosy Parker. Yeah, and that's <laughs> <M-Y-O-B. laughs> And Ihu literally is nose, tall is yours. So it's just like your nose, pretty much. But it's yeah. the same way. You're nosy. So I could say that to like um like Tom Cruise. What is he nosy? Because he's just got a big nose. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you could. You okay. could. All right. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, there's a few on there. But one that's not on there, and it's not from the book. I learned it yesterday in my Tereo class. It's one of my new favorite phrases is podiatu which literally means like get lost or like piss off podiatu and our teacher was like "Mm, you could say mimiatu if you want because mimi means wee wees and you're like saying atu means away so it's like we away you know piss off go piss girl (laughs) go piss girl sounds so much cooler (laughs) i just like the word mimi too it just sounds hilarious just a funny word to say right i'm definitely gonna say that to people (laughs) i've just got to do a whiz people some people i've just got to do a mims yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. Right. I hear my nephew going, Uncle, open the door, Mimi. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay. No, because he wants to like pee in my room, but because oh. he can't reach the door handle to the oh, toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an old house, so he's like, Mimi, Mimi. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> you got to be quick with kids. Oh. Otherwise, it's Mimi on the floor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mimi on the papa. Yeah, yeah. They just, wherever, wherever suits, man. Mark this territory. Yeah, yeah. Down those hallways. <laughs> I love a good scrub. How did um, we get from these phrases to like kids pissing on the hey, floor? It, it happens. It happens. it happens, you know. All right, we're going to Mimiatu back into the show. Um, make sure you stick around for more Tiwiki or Te Reo Māori celebrations. Uh, coming up next, though, Connor Pritchard joins us in the studio. Joining us on the show today, my illustrious guest, Connor Pritchard, music director, direct music video director, video director. director is there like a film director? Di- yeah, I think, film director is yeah, a better It's word. better than videographer, I guess. Oh, it, yeah. It that's, has a nice little term to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, also now music manager? Yeah, managing uh, Naughty, um, who's from Central Auckland. And yeah. That's huge, bro. I um, We were talking about it before the interview started. I have been following your your work for a number of years because I remember Swidit tagging you in a lot of their social medias when they were going out and filming music videos. And you've been behind, I think, such a historic number of some very, very famous songs. Off the top, uh, Swidit, Diggy Diggy Page SB, Mellow Downs. And Rizvan. Yeah, and did you say Diggy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Diggy. Diggy. <laughs> and that, to me, that's like one of the most historic that I feel like that is a very historic video because oh it's, for sure it's yeah. just this it's amazing. got a, the whole community of hip hop in Aotearoa pretty yeah. much like, yeah it's this everyone. perfect encapturing of the scene mm. at that time mm. that's like four years old now I think yeah four or five years old yeah. even David Dallas made a cameo there was like can't remember anyone else but yeah, yeah it was cool so that David meaning. Dallas was in there yeah <laughs> it was yeah just right like, like, it's a whole lot of people <laughs> um, you've got some deep cut sweated stuff like Tonight which is like yeah. before I think their debut album yeah I think it was <laughs> I can't remember it was like six, seven yeah, years yeah, yeah, ago yeah. I want to say yeah, it was like, like Alfred and Church and then obviously Little Did She Know mm. that we did um there's a couple more, but I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've got a, uh, a an incredible track record, and I think it's um it's a real honor to have you in the studio, bro. Because I like watching, especially your growth as a creative over the years, um, has been crazy. Like you go back and watch off the top and compare it to say Pray for More. Yeah, it's like, a it's a bit of a <laughs> a little bit, dude. There's, <laughs> there's a... so much growth there. Like I feel like you went from being like a a good a good film director to now being this personality 
like there's a certain level of creativity that I feel like artists probably go to you for mm. when it comes to when you when you do sit down with an artist to look at directing their video is there a lot of free space for you to design the video or is it very much a collaboration yeah no for sure it's it's um uh, it kind of it varies like with with like mellow downs for example um we have quite a close uh what, what do you put it close uh, relationship, relationship yeah. Yeah, yeah close yeah. relationship so we kind of you know he'll come with to me with an idea and pretty much um yeah we'll just kind of collab on it uh add things take out things you know stuff like that so yeah it kind of varies like with Swidder they'll hit me with an idea and then I'll kind of build on it um but yeah it varies I I really enjoyed Pray For War and obviously so did a lot of people in particular the Pacific Music Awards congratulations <laughs> thank you yeah um, that was, that was cool best visuals yeah best music video for that one and Mello took out every oh, other man. award Mello, as well bro, holy. <laughs> he, he, he killed that yeah. yeah that was it was his year bro like, it was no was well deserved for sure yeah I, I I really appreciate your place in the scene I think that you've I think the thing that's really noticeable is that it seems like more than just a working relationship you have have with artists it seems like with a lot of artists you could consider them friends right for sure yeah yeah i think um when you're working so close with musicians you kind of you know you, you talk other than just music and videos and working together and doing work and all of that so now you definitely build pretty close relationships with them which is which is nice mm. yeah but yeah obviously hip-hop's always kind of been my favorite genre mm. so i've always put more energy into well not you know not that i don't put energy into the other videos but um, when it's, your passion, it's my right? favorite genre you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know new zealand hip-hop is just out the gate at the moment i mean yeah it's just great just inspired by everything which is so cliche but it's true going to that 100 short film i was telling you about before with the katiana twins um literally i was just driving looked to my left and i saw this like it was like a just an empty property and i just drove past and i saw it and then I was like, huh. And then I just started counting in my head. I think it was counting my head to come up with an idea. Oh, really? <laughs> but then the idea turned into literally having the Katiana twins count to 100. And the next day, I just hit them up. And they came to the location. We shot it. Just then counting one, two, three, just back to back. And then it gets to 99. And then they don't finish. Like, it doesn't get to 100. And then it ends. Oh, <laughs> dude. And that's, I think that's why it went so viral. Because people got so mad. Because they would have watched the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, like right to the It's like, oh, this is kind of nice. Just that, that, that. And then, yeah, just cuts. But, yeah. Inspired by a lot. <laughs> where, where do you think has been the craziest location you've filmed at? Compton. Really? Yeah, that was, it, was, it, was a, it was a buzz. Um, being there, obviously, was, was really cool. We did a video over there, and um, it's just like you're from Aotearoa, and it's like being in Compton, where obviously, like you know, Kendrick Lamar's from, and NWA, NWA, everything. Yeah, it's huge. Like it was, it was cool, but um, it, it's also kind of like kind of scary. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I can understand you know, that. Um, we were at this location, and pretty much the the property owner, owner was like, um, when we were finishing up, he's like, get in your car and just drive. Don't don't stop anywhere. Don't pull over. Don't get out of the car. Just just drive. And I was like, oh shit, this is like real life. Like, this yeah. is real shit. <laughs> so Holy I was like, in and out. All right, we out of here. Um, that's, that was probably one of the most craziest locations, I'd yeah. say. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I, I know a couple artists who went over there to do some work in Compton who said they had to like check in in the neighborhood. Mm. And True. Like that. And oh shit. Like, yeah, I was like, buzzy. Yeah. That's, that's pretty hardcore. It's man. hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's real life, real stuff. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a big reason we're catching up with you today in the zone. Yes. 
wearing the T-shirt. Love the T-shirt, by the way. It's sick. <laughs> Shout I, out Joe Tamins. Dropped, what, last week? Yeah, last Sunday. It's last been out Sunday. for about a week now, week and a bit. Yeah, yeah, so how long have you been working on that? I was checking my notes the other day, and I had actually written the idea, like, last October. Mm. So it's been it's been not long, long, not like 10 years or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think, yeah been in the works for that long and i was putting it off i was getting scared because it's a whole nother beast like mm. music videos are easy it's just lip sync rapping yeah, yeah <laughs> that's yeah, that yeah. but with short film you gotta obviously have people actually talking you gotta have audio like mic set up and everything legit um so yeah i was i guess i was scared but that's why i did the 100 short film and then i did the the gibberish, the one, gibberish with, one with joe damon that i really enjoyed dude like yeah i thought that was like it was just a funny just nice just piece like random yeah like like but i love that kind of weird stuff like yeah no it was right up my alley it was funny like we were in um la and uh this director levi turner who does all of um just name dropping joey badass and khalid he, he works on all of their stuff name and drop, man. Name he, drop. he saw 100 and he hit me up and he was like can we do something like this i'm dying to do something like that's not anything like doesn't matter it doesn't do doesn't you know whatever and um so we did that and I, joey was there at the time so i hit him up was like hey I, I want you to like be running like you're late to work or whatever and you'll be talking to your boss and then we were like what are you gonna say and joey was like I'll just do gibberish and then he just freestyled it the whole time it's so good dude like, <laughs> so funny yeah, it was so it's funny it's just the weirdest thing but um, i think especially the part where he's like hey yeah 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 and then he goes back into gibberish <laughs> yeah, again i was like yeah, oh yeah. we're getting up no, yeah no, all right, i love the ending zone just lies down and he just goes fuck yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just gibberish 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 um, um but, but yeah in the zone uh a about five minute long yeah four minutes yeah. short it's a short short film uh, um, featuring Joe Damon, yep. uh, Courtney Dawson, Mellow Downs, <laughs> yeah, and, and Julia Leithwick. She's the uh, the uh, receptionist at the in the zone out zone. Yeah. Do are, are you willing to tell us, or do you want to leave it to interpretation, what the short film is exactly about? I can I can tell you what it's about. It's, it's pretty much like a classic first date gone wrong, mm. but um, we put a little twist on it where Joey. Uh, just zones out he mm. just always zones out and basically he gets put into this other world where he can control himself on the date so he's on been put on autopilot i guess um but it just turns to shit he thinks it's he's killing it mm. everything's going sweet but everything is just not going not going well no. um so yeah that's pretty much what it's about but yeah i'll leave it to people to check it out and see what they reckon i i thought that it just looked like like visually dude it was amazing is that on film or is that digital yeah we shot it all on film so i had a director of photography um ezra simmons so he he's a madman he's super talented um shoots all of his work on film um it's obviously a challenge takes a bit of time mm. you don't see anything until two weeks later because you got to ship it to london to then get developed oh, and yeah. scanned because no one does it here no, yeah, yeah. um so and it's not cheap so you can't like all right joey you said something wrong you, we got to retake it and we got to retake it we got to retake it you, we can't like afford that so it was pretty much like one take wonders and that was that yeah <laughs> so it was a challenge but it looked so nice so i'm um not complaining yeah mm. Mm. i think you I, I think that's one thing that i do that really sticks out about your work is the use of film mm. um and yeah dude it just it just adds that it does it just adds the color the look the grain the noise you and you can like you can tell you mm. know what i mean like if you see like someone shooting digital and then adding like 16 mil look over it it's just not the same like i yeah. do it 
to be fair, like, because I don't like clean, clean looks. Mm. So I'd do it if I'm shooting digital, but yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, it was um, so new, so different, so weird, so not rap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, it was cool still, like, you know, to have Joey in and Courtney Dawson, of course, and then Mellow Downs just wearing his Gucci bag as a as a waiter. And just, he just dressed as Mellow Downs. Like, I just cracked up. He just looked like you were all on set, Pretty much. Um, so yeah, no, it was cool. And then the last edition, which actually when I did the premiere, it was the hit. It was the funniest. Like people laughed the most was when he disappeared like a genie. A genie, yeah. And then with the the yeah, fucking yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> the the, yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah, the mellow downs, like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was the funniest. It was like it was like the last edition. We just put it in like as we were doing the sound mix. I he was at the parachute, and I was like, "Can you come in and do your your ad lib?" Yeah. <laughs> and then he did it, and then it was a hit. So yeah, shout out Mello. <laughs> is this the beginning of maybe more short films for you in the future yeah for sure it was um it was super dope like so fun it was like fr- refreshing mm. um so yeah i think i'm gonna do some more um yeah in the zone it's out now it's on youtube so it's actually free to view free to view just yeah click that link and go watch it <laughs> and where is the best place for people to uh find those links find you and keep up to date with you so just on um cnrpr which is just my my name. It's pretty much literally just my name. Yeah. It's like the first two letters of my last name and then like three letters from my first name. Simple as that. But yeah, CNRPR um, on Instagram. The link's just on the bio. Straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Go check it out. Make sure you check that out uh, as well as keep up to date with Naughty, um, who is a phenomenal, like you said, Auckland artist um, Mm. with some stuff on the way. Some music on the way. Got to get him in here once it's it's popping. And yeah, pretty much it. Shout out Naughty. Shout out In The Zone. Shout out Tahir fam. Here we go. Thanks so much for joining us today, man. We appreciate your time. Getting back into the show. Something big in my world at the moment. You may have seen One Piece, uh, Netflix live action. People be talking about it, and somehow they're promoting it even through the actor strike. I don't know the details on that side of things. But um, I want to defend it. People are, like, getting quite worked up about whether it's good, whether it's bad, and, like, yes, most anime live action adaptations have been bad some people will argue with me and be like some of the the like japanese language ones Mm. produced in japan are like pretty good i don't know like the original death note live actions from over there were they good meh but kanichi matsuyama was in them and he's super hot but netflix just has a bad run was it um b b oh cowboy bebop yeah oh man I mean, I never watched the anime, Ooh, but like, I, it was just a bad show. If like, I was going to recommend an anime to you, though, it would be Cowboy Bebop. I've heard good stuff. You'd like it. It's one of it's it's a little different. But I think I, you'd like it. I've actually, I mean, as someone who doesn't watch anime, I've seen more positive stuff about One Piece's live adaptation. Yeah. Like people, people are saying like it's it's not a bad show and it's pretty like respectful of the yeah original so content. It's, the reason I think that I, the reason I want to defend it here on this day mm. is that like it it's a kids show like most of the season that they've covered like on the Netflix show is from season one mm. of the show which is very it's it's for kids it's very mm. more kiddie and like I think the casting was really good I think that it was a really good choice of like an anime to adapt because mm. it's like a global cast like all the characters are supposed to be from different places like Luffy's Brazilian Nami's Swedish Zoro's Japanese like they're all supposed to be global Mm. so doing it in English makes a lot of sense Mm. doing it for a western audience makes a lot of sense because it's just it's more diverse of Mm. people right and so like is it the best show I've ever seen no absolutely not but is it one of the better 
live action anime adaptations yeah like we're finally going in the right direction of realizing that anime is super camp all the time the characters look how they're supposed to look but it's camp and it's like silly mm. like their outfits are a bit silly and that's like the joy of one piece um so i really like it and if you're beefing on one piece and you're getting all annoying about it hit me up because i actually think it's quite good i think it was a good choice it's like doing mm. like ghost in the shell when we started don't mm. even start it on ghost in the shell it was that was not good. It was not the Scarlett right... Johansson? Yeah, go. Yeah. Not, it just wasn't the right choice of anime to make into a live action. And I think that's where people get a bit stuck. Mm. And, like, I have some suggestions of what I think could be a really good live action um, anime adaptation. Um, we could do Dragon Ball Z, but we'd have to do it better than we did it the first time. What you want for Dragon Ball Z? Just a bunch of tanked up bros. Make the movie for, like, 12-year-old boys. Mm. All the dudes are ripped. You get some guy to play Vegeta, like, some tanked-out short mm. king. Like, how it would be cool. Mm. And it's just, like, special effects and punching each other. Mm. Good movie. You could do it. I believe Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood could actually be a good movie. They have done a live action. It was weird. But I think it could be a really good three-parter. Also, because most of the characters are supposed to be European, mm. does better with a Western audience. You know what mm. I mean? But mm. also, did you know Inception... It's an anime live-action movie. Really? Yep. So it's based off Paprika, which is an anime movie. And Christopher Nolan watched it, and he originally wanted to just make a live-action of Paprika. Mm. It's a real famous movie about a chick who like falls into dreams. Mm. It's real cool, and it's like very well regarded. He watched it, wanted to make a live-action of it, realized like couldn't really do that, couldn't do it justice, couldn't make it work, so he used that idea as the inspiration for Inception. So you could say that that anime was the inception of his idea it was the inception mm. of inception it absolutely mm. was but it's like i i kind of think like we don't always need to have it be an exact adaptation you can watch something get a really cool idea from it and make something similar without having to like i don't know ruin it like the netflix death note adaptation call mm. the police well, like, as a fan of, like... Because, like, as a kid, I used to get the Walking Dead comics. Yeah. So, like, I thought the show was, like... Although I didn't watch it for long. Um, the, they did a pretty decent job of adapting it, changing enough where, like, as a comic book fan, it was new and exciting. Like, like I'm okay with that. Like, it doesn't have... To me, it doesn't... It it should be true to the, the, the like, original, the material... But it doesn't have to stick to it 100% of the way. Have some fun with it. Give me a different experience. Also, I will. can I just bring up One Piece? Is the main character's name One Piece? No. So What's his that? name is Monkey D. Luffy, and he's looking for the One Piece, okay. uh, which is a treasure um, that another pirate... And they're all trying to find it, and he's got um, stretchy limbs because he ate some crazy um, gum and whatever. Monkey... Monkey D. Luffy. Monkey D. Luffy. Yeah, Monkey D. Luffy. Um, everyone's been saying that he looks like he's dressed like he... Works at Bunnings. <laughs> yes, a little bit. Eh? Like a little <laughs> bit. Like, just we... a tad. He's like, well, lowest prices by 15%. Yeah, he's yeah, like he the guy in the hat. He's got the hat. Is that just, yeah. just in the apron? It's just spot on. Like. Nah, yeah. I think all the characters look good. And like, um, the only thing that's missing though is this may trigger a memory for you. It may not. There was a really cool opening song for One Piece on Cartoon Network, and it was like this silly little rap. And when I was a kid, I thought it was like the coolest. Gosh, like, and it's rips. like it's so it's so for kids. It's so silly, and it's just like dreaming. Don't give it up, Luffy. Dreaming, and it just like lists oh. all the characters, and then it like basically sings to you what the show's about. And mm. it's like set sail for One Piece. 
That's the name of the treasure on the Grand Line, which is where we're going. Like it just like fully that tells you what's so happening. Good. Those old Disney Channel and Cartoon Network Nickelodeon intros were. Oh man, I wish they threw that in. Yeah, but we need yeah. a live adaptation of that. One Piece is sick. You should watch it. Give it a go. Have fun. I'll probably give the anime a watch before I watch the Netflix. One, there are oh, there's the too many episodes of the anime. I've heard these thousands. I, yeah. you, it, I will never I mean, catch up. Okay. I I'd wouldn't commit probably now. rather that over Netflix. Nah, it's all good. A big One Piece fan. I liked it as a kid, but like I didn't keep up with it because then Naruto came out and that took my whole world over. <gasps> Naruto live action. <gasps> oh my god. Okay. Next week I'll be pitching a Naruto live action adaptation to you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> promises, promises, promises. Has anyone ever promised you something and then not followed through with it? Uh, my dad promised me he'd always be proud of me. Speaking of uh, promises and uh, sort of tangentially sort of model's dad, <laughs> um, we've got some new promises from your main political parties. People are really throwing out the bullet points now. We're at that point in the election where they kind of just like yell at you like, I promise we'll do this. Mm. And then you just sort of hope for the best, right? Yeah. So we'll give you a bit of a quick rundown as we get close to the election. You've got to stay informed as enough as you can so that when you make a vote, you know what you're doing. You're not stressing out about it. It's good to be organised. So uh, starting off with Te Party Māori, uh, they would have no tax for annual incomes up to 30k. So if you make 30k and under a year, you won't be taxed anymore. Uh, they would change tax brackets in favour of lower earnings. So if you've got lower earning you pay less tax you know you earn more you pay more pay, earn more pay more uh they would remove gst on all food not just fruit and not veg. just fruit and veg just all the food mm -hmm. all the all the all the snacks every single thing and they would uh introduce wealth foreign companies land banking and vacant house taxes so for example you've got like a random house that you're not using uh, I don't think we're going to be in that. But if you had like, a, it, right, it includes like people that have like holiday homes who. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah who I might use so. it a couple, maybe a week a year, stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, they would mm -hmm. also increase the company tax rate and take it back to what it was, which was thirty three percent. NZ First would also uh, take GST off basic foods, uh, including fresh food, vegetables, meat, dairy, and fish. Mm -hmm. So again. A lot of GST removal on food stuff going on. Everyone's got a slightly different idea, but we're seeing a lot of it. Uh, they would adjust tax brackets for inflation. So depending on what inflation is looking like, like right now it's really bad. They're saying they would adjust what you're paying in tax to suit that. Um, and they would introduce tax incentives to promote added value, which I don't really know what that means. I'm going to be real with yeah, you. Yeah, give it a buck. I'm lost in the source. Like I'm going to BFFR. I don't understand that one, yeah. but um, that's fine. Uh, on to the Green Party. Uh, they would guarantee $385 a week for anyone out of work. Mm. So standardising a lot of that uh, sort of welfare system, um, leaning more towards a bit of a UBI idea. Mm. They've been using different names for it, but it's essentially looking at a UBI, which is a universal base Basic income. income. Um, they would have no tax for annual incomes up to 10K and um, a 2.5 tax on net wealth above $2 million. So if you have $2 million... Imagine you have $2 million. Dream Anything early. above that $2 million, you'd be be taxed on. And they would change working for families to 215 a week for a first child, 135 for subsequent children, mm. which I believe is more than it is currently. But mm. I don't have children, so I don't know how much they cost, but they sound very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. And they would change minimum wage to be in line with inflation. So it would go up and down depending on how much things cost, mm. um, which is interesting. 
Uh, they would also introduce five weeks annual leave and new bereavement leave entitlements appropriate for tangihanga. Hmm. So um, a lot of companies will give you one day, two days bereavement hmm. leave, um, but that doesn't really suit a lot of people's Co- warning yeah, practices. So they're looking to adjust that. Um, moving on. Act Party, other side of the bench, uh, they would shift to a two-tier income tax bracket system favouring higher end of the pay scale, Mm. so sort of opposite to what we just talked about, and they would reduce company trust and top income taxes to 28%, whereas Mm. we just heard the Māori Party would increase those to 33%, so very different ideas, and they would provide a tax credit for low and middle incomes. Um, Their consideration of low and middle incomes is sort of anything under 85 um, and they would p- cut public servant numbers and departments. So if you work at the government... There's a number of departments that they were looking at. I think the Ministry for Pacific People... MB... Um, uh, Ministry for Business and Innovation. Yeah, MB. Um, Get, yep. uh, yeah, there were a number. There's a full list available on the website if you want to see that. They also would set a target of being in the top 10 OECD countries for GDP growth. Mm. So that would be their big goal moment that they're running towards. National Party would cut income tax in favour of middle income earnings, increase working for families in tax credit by $25, um, scrap Auckland's regional fuel tax, scrap the clean car discount or quote-unquote ute tax. Uh, They would scrap the app tax, which imposed GST on ride-sharing and accommodation services like Uber and Airbnb. Um, And they would reinstate 90-day trials for businesses. So um, if you don't remember, a few years ago, if you got a job, you would get put on a 90-day trial. And in that 90-day trial, um, they can decide to let you go. Or even on the last day of it, they can decide to let you go. It's seen as a way to sort of test out employees before Mm. you commit to giving them full-time work. So they would bring that back. It's been removed by um, the Labour government, but they want to bring that back. And then over to Labour. Uh, They would uh, scrap GST from unprocessed fruit and veggies, which we already knew about, increase working for families in work tax credit by $25, very similar, Um, and invest $100 million in Argatech through the Venture Capital Fund, aiming to grow the Argatech sector. If you're not sure what Argatech is, agriculture, technology, it's um, the steel works deal that happened earlier this year where the government subsidised um, getting new equipment to bring things into the future, more environmentally friendly. So they'd be investing a lot in that. Um, they've ruled out a wealth or capital gains tax. Chris Hipkins said that he thinks there's better ways uh, to do that. And they were also said that they would do a prime ministerial visit to India within 100 days of a new government, which is part of a commitment to lead two international trade missions every year. So getting out there, visiting other places. But that's sort of the rundown right now. How did, you know? If you want to read the full rundown, you can head over to RNZ's website. We have a great party policy guide to 2023's elections. Head over there, click the link. I believe it's in the top right-hand corner. Top right-hand corner. You can read about everything regarding every political party's uh, policy stances on a wide variety of uh, subjects. And these are updated consistently. So make sure you check that out. Joining me now is singer, actor, front woman of Dick Move, massage therapist, and also I heard the winner of the Fringe Festival's Best Death Award at one point. Is that correct? It's correct. And the funny thing was, like, I didn't actually die in that show. I got the award and I was like, shit, all right. Really liked your performance then. I just realized I didn't even say your name. (laughs) Lucy Sutter. Yay. (laughs) Yay. Thank you for joining us today. So Best Death Award, you didn't even die. Nah. 
just that good of a performance. Yeah, I think I just like kind of walked off stage and it was insinuated, but I didn't, you yeah, know, I didn't die. So I'll I was going to ask you to do like a reenactment of the death, but I mean, that would just be you getting up and walking away. And that's yeah probably I mean, not helpful. Yeah, I was a mermaid uh, and I just walked uh, across some jars out a door. Yeah, it was it was very um it sounds, was very artistic. Sounds really skilled though. I don't think I could do yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> brand new album from Dick Move Wet coming out very, very soon. Very yes. exciting. Tell all the fans, the people what to expect. Um if you've listened to the first album, probably similar stuff. More of that. More of that. <laughs> I was thinking actually, I was like, there's been a whole um like pandemic. Uh heard of it? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Have, uh yeah. since the first album then this album and I was like I wonder if that's kind of like I don't know influenced it changed it da, da, da. but no it's like we're still you know we're yelling about landlords before and yelling about landlords now so I was gonna thing. say if you uh need to go to the tenancy tribunal anyone listening uh, listen to dick move on the way yeah it really gets <laughs> yes. you in the zone that you want to be in to, to win that case yeah I've got to say, Wet is such a good album name, and yeah. Dick Move is such an insanely good band name. Yeah. Also, so many like amazing other song t- titles, like Big Man, Small Tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get so good at naming stuff? Um, I don't know. I think that's it's usually where the like start of the lyric writing process happens to me if I come up with a name. Like if it's, I hear something, or I don't know, Wet is actually it's it's named after um, the song is about my my house flooding. Oh my gosh! So, yeah. double meanings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. We but yeah. We thought it's a you know a very evocative word, very mm. fun word. So we thought we'd have a bit of fun with that, and it's a bit of a prank because the um the front cover. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's beautiful, sexy lady. Beautiful, sexy lady. Francis Carter did a great job. Um, it's that, but then on the back, it's uh, like complete juxtaposition to what is on the front, which is a surprise because you haven't seen it yet. So, mm. um, But it's kind of what uh, represents what's kind of lurking beneath Ooh. what we're singing about. So, yeah, it's a prank. It's a prank. It's I love a, prank. a good prank. Yeah. When I heard the band name Dick Move, I saw it on like a poster, I think, for it was like a Nuggies show or something. Mm. And I was like, I don't know who these people are, but I'm going. Like, I'm 100% yeah. going. Right. And I was like, this Perfect. is awesome. Dick Move, amazing name. I have a lot of band name ideas that I have on a notes app in my phone. Okay. And I wanted to share some with you and just get your idea on what ones you think might be the best ones um, for me. Yeah, sure. Um, if you can, you know, just a quick yes or no would probably be uh, okay. Okay. I'm just going to get started. Uh, number one, goth apartment. Yes. Uh, Caterpillar. No. Horse piss. Yes. The present tense. Yes. Mm. The Evie and the Evies. Yes. Uh, Tiger Millionaire. <laughs> um no. Yeah. Peanut butter spoon? No. Uh pale comparison. Yes. That one's good, right? That that's one's... the one I was the I was like, this that's is actually good. a good name. Someone's gonna steal that. That's, yeah. Um The Diet of Worms, but it's all spelt in caps and there's heaps of exclamation points. <laughs> I like for the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh yes. Um consecutive needle combo. Oof. No. Okay, yeah. Um pigs, but it's all in caps except the eye. Pigs. It's a bit, bit cop. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. It's a prank. It's a prank. Oh my god, got me. (laughs) And then the final one, gas bag. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. No, we'll get rid of uh, get rid of peanut butter spoon. Yeah. yeah. But pale comparison. I genuinely am like pale comparison. You should get on that. It's a good one. I I maybe I'll start like a new experimental indie pop band. You play music? 
Um, I pretend to. Oh, so terrible hey. at bass, but still, you know, if you do punk music, it doesn't always matter. I just jam with my friends in their garages. And then whenever someone's like, hey, guys, should we like, should we take this seriously? I'm like, I don't think that we no. should, guys. Like, I, it's overrated. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and like, I think it's great. I'm more of, I'm like a, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the craft. Yeah. And I'll oh, do it for beautiful. fun. But um, the stress of trying to wrangle four other musicians, three other musicians, I couldn't do it. Look, that's why I'm I'm very lucky because, so this is my first band. Yeah. I hadn't done any music before this, but um, I've got some, like, real pros in my band that have been doing music for a long time. And, yeah, it means that they do most of the organising. I do a bit of this. A bit of this, yeah. Bit you're you're showmen. Yeah. You're yeah. showmen of yeah. it. Someone's got to be the, the big wins. I know. <laughs> Um, so in your outside of your music life, mm-hmm. you've got acting and then you've also got massage therapy. You've got your own place. Yeah. And in my mind, it's like, you know, massage is quite Zen vibes. It's quite like, hmm. and then when you get to dick move, it's like loud. It's like feminist party punk. It's yeah. in your face. And they seem so um, like opposite. But I want to yeah. know what those two things have in common for you. Well, the main thing that they have in common, well, yeah. Is I a lot of my songwriting I do while I'm giving massages. Mm. <laughs> I write a lot of lyrics when I'm touching backs. Next um, on back knee. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you have a lot of time to, to think uh, when you're giving a massage. But um, I don't know. I don't know other than other than that. It was kind of like this was something that I started a long time ago, Nice Touch, and it was yeah. I, it was when I had come to Auckland uh, and was doing as much of the acting thing that you can do which is, you know, not a lot. Um, and then uh, decide, I just thought I wanted, I wanted to retrain and do something else um, as a side hustle, which became my main hustle. And then it was more like my, through the acting, through meeting people like that, working at Whammy, it, you know, I, that's how I turned into, turned into music. And that kind of became the, the thing that I do, my creative outlet. I'm going to say, it sounds like you got, like, a real good setup of outlets there. Like, yeah. I need... I, I like need to put my more. finger in all the pies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like, it's, I find it interesting because I think a lot of people who haven't been in the arts or been in anything creative don't understand the level of hustle that it is. Oh. Like, you know, I think people think, like, you go to drama school and then you leave <sighs> drama school and then they put you on a Netflix show and now you're an actor. And it's like, no, you are hustling, like, 24-7 no. all the time. Yeah living in the most miserable flats the world's ever seen. And it's just, like, it's hard work. And so it's, like, cool to know that there's someone in the arts community who's like, you know what, I'll give you a massage. You yeah, know? <laughs> exactly. I, can, I got a place exactly. for you to go. Exactly. And that's kind of what I wanted to do with Nice Touch was, like, make it an accessible, affordable place for um, people that, you know, aren't just Ponsonby moms. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 funny you say that about the, about the hustle because, like, I find with... Uh, with acting, it was so like all of your value was constantly placed in someone else's eyes for like auditioning and stuff, and it's much harder to I know unless you're like a really great um, you know maker of theatre and things, then it's really hard to like do all the time. Mm. Whereas with music, you just need a place like your friend's garage, and you can start doing it. Um, speaking of live music and garages, um, I was about to say world tour, world, world tour, tour, dig tour, nationwide <laughs> tour, <laughs> nationwide tour is coming out. Total domination, total domination. <laughs> I'm pumped. I was looking at the like at the little poster, and I was like, oh my god, like two of my other local favorite acts are Melanie and Night Lunch, yes. and I was like, let's go. Yes. Like I'm so pumped. Can you give us a bit of a rundown of where the tour is going? Yes. And who's on it? Yes. Um, we're going Auckland, Hamilton, nice. Wellington, nice. 
Christchurch. Nice. Dunedin. Nice. Timaru. Nice. The Timaru one, we tacked on to the end. Um, the first time we went to on tour, we played um, in Dunedin, and we, we were going to play in Timaru with this band called the Bigfoots, and they had, like, speaking of garage as well, they were organising um, a show in their mum's garage. Huge. Um, but it didn't didn't work out. I think mum said no. Mm. So mm. this time... With the band, um, the Dud Uglies, who are playing with Internet, and who there's members of the Bigfoots in there, and we are we are playing in Timaru, and I can't wait. I'm very excited to see what, you know, I love small town New Zealand. Oh, me too. Obviously, um, and that's yeah, that's that's the show I'm really excited for. I wonder, like, I'm sure you get a lot of really like annoying. I don't know if annoying is the word, but that question of like, so what's it like being a woman in punk? And we're not gonna go there. But what I am interested to know is, do you find like there are a lot more sort of punk bands running around, especially in Auckland these days? It's do you feel that there's a good level of like camaraderie, that support, that sort of wearing this together between your band and other bands on the scene? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's in the the circles that we move in the communities that we um play with and you know the, the the promoters that we work with everyone's kind of got the same social issues at the forefront of their mind like you know we're very fortunate that the people that we that we play with and and, and are thinking about the same things and think the same things are, are important as us and so that definitely you know it all comes back to community that's why we're doing it we're not doing it to be famous and stuff but um it's funny when you say like I'm not gonna ask you about being like a woman in punk because every time every time I go to a yeah, no, every time, like every time. Yeah, I had a funny one the other day. I won't talk about it, but yeah. um, uh, yeah, the so I think we're very fortunate in the in the way that like people that we play with are, are all in this together. But the wider industry, like I mean, I'm not naming names, but people are there are still lame like <laughs> people, there are still festivals coming out with like yep. you know yep male like, dominated headliners well, and. And also male-dominated headliners, followed up by some of those men who have been accused of various things or or, or the other. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because I feel like a lot of the time, I'm like, am I the only one noticing this? You know, mm. like I'll look at a lineup for even a local awards show. Yeah, and I'm like, am I the only one who can see there's only one woman on this lineup? Yeah, there's a really great um Instagram page. I don't know who runs it, but it's like, uh, it's like lineups without men or something they take out the men so you can see mm. like they t- on the poster they'll take out the men so you can see who the women are and some of them are abysmal yeah and oh, it's, it's like at, that po- at this point it's just actually like it's just pure laziness because i agree you know um, definitely gives us a lot of um ammo to write music about those hell yeah that's yeah. something yeah it's something you gotta take the you wins know, where we can silver lining at the end yeah. of the day right yeah people are annoying you get to write songs about <laughs> exactly that's basically where all of my um my inspo comes from. Um, but to wrap us up, I'm getting the from boss man over there, classic men telling us to wrap up. Oh, come so on. Cool. Come 2023, on. let the ladies talk. Come on, mate. Come on. Anyway, uh, Wet from Dick Move coming out early October. Yes, October 6th. October 6th. And the tour is also starting October 6th, I believe. Yes. Yes. I, Whammy bar. Thanks for joining us, though. Thank you for having me. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Every day on my commute to the gym, I walk past this new... They're, like, building a... It's, like, those retirement apartments. Oh, like yeah. It's, like, a complex. Those like little my tiny house. cities for old people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I I don't know if, like, maybe they have an invested interest in it because they want to live there <laughs> or they're just, they're just curious. But there's, like... There is, like, a gang, I'm calling them. There is a gaggle 
of like four or five old dudes who just love standing there and watching it day in and day out, dude. I seen them there in raincoats. I drove past one day and I was just like really committed to watching this thing being built. Like they're like supervising almost. One guy I see there, he takes his lunch. Like he sits in his car and he's eating a sandwich and he's like watching some dude pouring cement. And I just, I love old men watching construction sites. I think it's funny that it's like this, we all can visualise yeah. it. Hands behind the back. Yeah, he's standing there like this. Just. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in my day, we used to, <laughs> we used to pour the cement by hand. <laughs> it's like. My favourite bit. The old man equivalent, right, of like, you're driving around with like a tradie and like, I worked on that house. I worked on that house. I worked yeah. on that. It's like the old man no longer working equivalent of, well, I'm just going to go see what the boys are doing over there in that construction site. Doesn't look like you know what they're doing. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. There's just some poor, like, 18-year-old apprentice shoveling dirt, bro, and this old man's behind him going, come on, young fella, you can do it better than that. <laughs> you know? Like, it's just the funniest thing ever. I don't know if they're, like, throwing out, like, advice. I don't know if they're, like just making sure that the boys are getting it right, or maybe they're just, like, trying to keep them entertained. I did see that there is actually a phrase for this in Italian culture because it is such a phenomenon over there that it it actually has its own word, and that word is, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, umarel. It's a folk term in Italy referring specifically to men of retirement age who pass the time watching construction sites stereotypically with their hands clasped behind their backs offering unwanted (gasps) advice so i don't know if it's like a dude thing it's like you know you hit 50 um you get screened for prostate cancer and then 60 hits 70 hits and you're just like i'm gonna start watching these boys dig yeah i mean you get bored when you're retired though i imagine but like like okay call of duty 12 is gonna be out like when i'm at that age you got me there. So, you know, like, there's options. There are... There, I can think of many things that... I feel like I'd get bored in retirement, but I don't know if I would just watch a construction site that I have nothing to do with. Like, <laughs> sincerely, like, it's not like I plan on living there or anything. I'm just like... like And, like, also I'm curious, like, how the old guys pick it. Is it, like, just because they're building something close to their home or are they, like, driving down the road and they go, that one? They're like, ooh. Do you reckon they, like, coast around? They're like, nah. <laughs> nah, that one's nearly finished and they like hit another corner and they're like oh they're still putting foundations in on this I reckon one they get their gold card they get on the bus and if they see a good one they just get off the bus they're like a hop on hop off type yeah, of situation yeah. they're like I tourists when I'm an old person I'm gonna be one of them old people that just rides the trains around all day like you know like people are always like um man, I, I hate seeing this old person like walking and doing their own groceries I'm like have you even met an old person they don't like you doing stuff for them. No. They don't. You're like, oh, hey, Nan, let me grab that for you. Ah, ah I can help myself. It. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, my stepdad so... insisted on moving, like, so, like we cut down a huge tree mm. at my mum's house, and he insisted on moving all the wood himself. Yeah. He's a retired man. And then so I made my boyfriend help him. Yeah. He's like, oh, digging there's like dirt. the worst like, thing no, ever. I'm like, no, you're not digging it's dirt. like old men being like, yeah, we're going to go dig a trench. And then they're being obviously halfway through it. They can't do it. And they're yeah. like, yeah, come on, boys, get in there. And so, yeah, I don't know the, 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 when that age is coming for me. But I feel like it would be like a fun thing. Maybe like, imagine just you and the boys having a picnic at the construction site. That'd watching be nice. Sensor. You catch up. Yeah, you know, you catch up with your lads. But the funniest one is like, it just looks like none of the old men talk to each other. 
Yeah, but that's what old men be like. But They're yeah, like, oh, but this like, is my like, best friend that we haven't actually spoken there's in There's five of you all watching the same site. You don't know each other's name, but you're always there at the same time together. You take your lunch breaks together because I imagine they, they take lunch breaks. Well, I don't know what it break. is, man. It's like, hard work. What's your, do you, what type of old person do you think you're going to be? Grumpy conservative. Nice. Yeah. Go on. If you have a grandparent, by the way, that like just sits and watches the construction site, sincerely, I would love to interview them. Oh, yeah, see, that's a pick. And like, we'd love to chat. I would love to chat with your grandfather that just watches construction sites because I want to know what's going on in his mind and what I can expect in the future. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you had a good one. And until we see you next time, we say. Car keys. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>